In this episode of Chasing Simple, I am joined by Kelly Lowerman to chat all about not charging enough and content repurposing. My friend, I have heard Kelly speak on content repurposing multiple times now, and every single time I learn something new. Her system is genius. During this episode, Kelly gets really vulnerable with us and shares her story of how she hit rock bottom before drastically turning things around in her business. A lot of the things she was feeling, I think we can all relate to, and it's incredibly inspiring to know that that's her story, and yet she's gotten to where she is now. None of us have perfect starting points. But first, let's get to know Kelly. Kelly is a wife, a dog mom, and the founder of Anchor Design Co., a marketing company that helps women in direct sales create sustainable, profitable businesses. After scaling Anchor Design Co. to six figures, she realized that too many entrepreneurs are sacrificing their free time and sanity, hustling towards the same goal. Kelly believes that it doesn't have to be that way, and is dedicated to helping women work smarter, not harder, so that they can use their business to build the life of their dreams. Either grab pen and paper for your own note-taking purposes, or remember to head over to the blog that I've repurposed, thanks Kelly, for this episode so that you can grab some notes from over there. I am so honored to be able to bring her teaching to you, and I hope that you really enjoy this one. Welcome to Chasing Simple, episode number two. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Really quick, before we dive into the amazing content in this episode, I have to tell you about this. I've teamed up with five amazing entrepreneurs to create the Ultimate Biz Bundle Giveaway. If you're listening to this episode during launch week, which is May 4th through 9th, 2020, then you're going to want to head to the show notes and make sure that you enter to win. One lucky winner will receive a seat in Elena Dawson's Podcasting Marty podcast course, Megan Taylor's Happy Hand Lettering Book, and online classes, Timeless mobile editing presets from Mandy Walls, a virtual training from Jessica Razzle on how to deliver a virtual presentation, Kelly Lowerman's Maximize Your Message content repurposing cheat sheet, and two one-hour time management coaching sessions from me. Start or improve your podcast, create a cohesive look for your Insta feed, learn how to speak virtually, learn how to repurpose what you've already created, take back your time, and gain a creative outlet with this amazing bundle. In total, valued at over $500. 
Just head over to the show notes or go to amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway to enter to win. Oh, and just a little hint, you can enter daily for more chances to win from May 4th through May 9th, 2020. So one more time, that link is amandawarfield.com forward slash giveaway. And now back to the episode. Hi, Kelly. I am so excited to have you on and I'm so excited for this training that you're about to share. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? So my name is Kelly. I am the founder of Anchor Design Co. And through Anchor Design Co., I help women in direct sales simplify their businesses by creating tools that allow them to work more efficiently and allow them to work more sustainably so that their businesses are not fly by night. They can stay in business for a long time to come. Um, And through my personal brand, I help women sort of do the same thing, really just find ways to simplify in their business. And my specialty is taking content that they've already created. So you've worked really hard on a blog post and I don't want you to let it die by the end of the week. I want you to take that blog post and repurpose it so that its lifespan can be extended and grown and it can last longer and longer to keep helping you bring in leads, bring in sales and grow your business for a long time to come. I love that. And I've heard this training numerous times from you already, actually. So I'm (laughs) so excited to really dig into that here soon. But I know that when you first started your business that you struggle with two issues that I think are really common in the entrepreneurship world, not charging enough and then saying yes to everyone and every opportunity. So I would love to hear a little bit about how you ended up in that situation and also, what was going through your mind during all of it? What kind of thoughts were there that were making you charge what you were? And how were you feeling as you were doing the work for the clients that you were undercharging? Yeah, absolutely. I know that my my story is not a unique one. And so I'm really happy to be able to share this because I'm hoping that um, somebody else who's feeling the same way or maybe struggling with the same things can know that it's okay to break that cycle because that's exactly what it is, is it's a cycle and we're the only ones who can stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll just start sort of where I began my business and work up to it. So my business, Anchor Design Co., sort of came by accident. Um, I was a consultant in direct sales, and I found that there weren't a lot of high-quality resources to market my business. And so I just started making my own. I have a background in design. I have a background in education. And so I just used those skills to create my own tools for my business. But as happens when you create tools for yourself, other people see them and they they want to try them too because they're doing the same thing. And so friends started asking to use the designs I had created or they asked if I could just make a version for them. And so I started doing that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. At the time that that was happening, my husband had just been promoted to a new position in his job, which was requiring us to move for, to another state for a six-month training program. And our intention was that I would stay back home for two months and support my current employer because I was employed full-time at that, at that point. And then I would join my husband in Connecticut. We'd finish up the end of that six-month period and be relocated after that for his job. Things did not go as planned. <laughs> my boss, realized, when he realized that I would be moving, actually fired me on the spot. And so at that point, I was unemployed. <laughs> And oh my gosh. Definitely shell shocked. Yes. <laughs> so that is when I realized that I, I had one of two ways that I could go about, like, you know, my next step. I had two options. I could either be super upset about it, which I was, 
at least for a little while. Or I could view it as an opportunity. And that's exactly what I did was it just felt like the universe was giving me a clear as day sign that I had the freedom now and the time to take what was my hobby and turn it into my business. And I sort of gave myself this ultimatum, which I probably wouldn't recommend doing. But I this is what I did for myself. I was like, if you can't make this business replace your income in six months, you got to go and find a job. And there are a lot of reasons not to say that to yourself. But for me, what it did was it put the fire under my butt because as soon as I got that taste of entrepreneurship and freedom that comes with owning your own business, there was no way I was going back. And so it really served as a fire for me. So the struggle that happened during that time was when I first started, I was not charging nearly enough. And I was just saying yes to anyone and everyone who asked for something. And that's a pretty deadly combination. And it creates this cycle that could put literally anyone out of business. It doesn't matter how big you are, how good you are, how organized you are. If you get in that cycle and you don't get yourself out, it's easy to see that there won't be a light at the end of the tunnel, but that doesn't have to be how it is. Well, what happens is you're not paying yourself a reasonable wage and to make up for it, you take on more projects than you can handle. And then eventually you run out of time. Okay. And so on top of this, what happened for me was an influencer in the direct sales community started sharing my work and I received an overwhelming number of inquiries that I thought I had to say yes to. So I was getting all these inquiries. I wasn't charging enough. And I, in order to actually make enough money to live, I had to say yes to everyone. And I literally didn't have enough time. I didn't want to be viewed as ungrateful for her support. And I didn't want to be viewed or disappoint anybody by saying no. And I honestly just didn't have the confidence to raise my prices. I was so afraid of declining a client out of fear that I would lose my shot because this one person had taken the time to help me out. And I thought I owed her everything. And I truly am grateful for her. But I needed to recognize that I had to speak up for myself at that time. And I didn't, uh, at least not right away. <laughs> to be honest, I was operating out of a place of scarcity. I never really understood what scarcity meant at that point. No one had ever used that word in front of me. It probably wasn't until about two years later um, that Kristen Kaplan mentioned the word scarcity. And I was like, oh, yes, that I lived that. I lived that <laughs> life for the entire first probably two years of my business. Um, but the problem is that I really couldn't fix what was going on until I just ripped the bandaid off. There wasn't really, you can't really slow fix that sort of thing. At least I couldn't. And I don't know if it was a mindset thing that I couldn't slow fix it. I just needed to like rip the bandaid off and, and make it happen. And so in November of 2017, I actually stopped taking clients altogether. I didn't make any profit for about three months. It probably cost me money to raise my business um, or to run my business. And during that time when I wasn't taking clients, I raised my prices, I restructured my services, I started including a subscription model with recurring revenue, which was key in allowing me to provide a, a higher quality level of service to a smaller number of clients. And those three months were incredibly hard. I got lots of angry emails from former clients who were used to paying like $10 an hour for my work, which is everyone who's listening to this knows that that's not okay. If you're charging that much, go raise your prices right now. Um, 
And I remember laying in bed next to my husband in his parents' guest bedroom while we were visiting for Christmas one year, or that year, in the end of 2017. And I was just sobbing. I was just crying my eyes out, asking him if I should look for a full-time job, if the hurt and the stress were truly worth it, or if I would be happier knowing that I could clock in and out every day, that I could turn it off at the end of the day. And the moral of that story is really that as long as you're actively creating a solution, as long as you're willing to do the hard thing and break the cycle, you can. But for me, it needed to be a Band-Aid being ripped off. I needed to just say, I'm not taking clients for three months. I needed to give myself the space to sort it out and come back with another plan. And it might not be exactly like that for everyone. But the point is that you have to recognize the hard thing and then actually do it. Saying you're going to do something isn't enough. You have to actually go and rip that Band-Aid off and make that change, even though it might cost you clients, even though it might mean you operate at zero revenue for a small period of time, the long-term game is totally worth it. I love so much of what you just said, especially, I think we all at some point in our entrepreneurial journey ask ourselves, would I be better off clocking in and clocking out and not having this constant noise in our head, Mm -hmm. thinking about what we can do to better things or fix things or whatever the case may be. I really love your vulnerability with that story. Real quick, I have two questions here, actually. But the first, what would you recommend to people who are kind of in a place where you were when you started, where you've got this really awesome resource that you just, you made for yourself without really an intention of selling it necessarily. And you've got friends and people and contacts that are coming to you saying, can you do that for me too? I mean, at, at the beginning, I would assume what happens is you're like, oh, it's just one person. It's just another person. Mm-hmm. How do you step? I mean, I know it's recognizing the cycle, but how do you realize when, okay, this is more than just one other person and one other friend? This is actually an idea. Do you have any advice on that? Yeah. So I would say that somebody who's listening to this podcast right now is one step ahead of where I was at that point. They just because they're hearing that it's a cycle there. No one told me that there was this cycle I needed to watch out for or that I could get myself into. Um, And so anybody listening right now, now has the bug in their ear to step back and look at their business and say, am I in this cycle or am I approaching this cycle? That's really what needs to happen is just step back and say, you know, is it coming? Am I there? And if it's starting to feel like, okay, maybe I'm not charging enough. Am I, do I feel valued for my work? At the end of the day, do I go to bed, say, thinking about how I'm going to make the next dollar? Or do I go to bed saying, I really served my clients today? Like, which one is it? Because neither is wrong. They're just products of what we're doing during the day. They're products of what our business is at that, that time. And we could be serving our clients so well, but if we're not making enough money at the end of the day, that's what we go to bed thinking about is how we're going to make our next dollar. And it means that we can't serve our clients as well as we want to. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to bed at the end of the day saying, what's next, what's next, what's next, how am I going to keep making money? Then you might need to take a step back and look at your business and say, okay, where do I have an opportunity to serve myself first? Where do I have an opportunity to give myself what I need in order to 
actually be fully present for my clients in order to actually serve my clients because you can't feed other people if you're hungry yourself because you won't be able to you won't be able to move you'll you will you'll just be stuck thinking about your own hunger so you have to feed yourself before you can go and feed somebody else mm, i love that so much and it's so insightful and i know that for a really long time when I first started my business, I felt that way where I was constantly, what's next? What's next? What can I do? How can I make more money? Because I had done the same thing of putting this, I have to replace my teaching income in one year. Yeah. And that, like this yes. really hard goal. And it forced me into this mindset of where's the next dollar coming from versus the whole, how can I actually serve people really well? So it's, yeah, super insightful. Okay. So the next question I had was, or just something I really loved that you you hit on was making space and taking that step back from making mm-hmm. space in your business to make these big decisions and to recognize what you're doing and essentially to pivot. And I know that when you and I first met back in November, I was doing something totally different than I'm doing now. And I just did that same thing where I was like, this is not working. Something's not right. I need to clear space. I shut down my old podcast totally for months which was my huge content generator, but I needed that space. And so I shut it all down and I realized this is what's wrong and this is where I need to go next. And having that space is just so important, I think, for every business owner. If you're not taking time to take space on a fairly consistent basis, you're not going to be able to move forward with any kind of clarity. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's really in that silence that you give yourself that the magic sort of happens. That's when you know, people talk about, I, I don't do this because I don't run. I wish I did. <laughs> but people talk about how, you know, runners, that's when their big ideas will come to them or that's the, you know, they go out for a run and um, that's when where their thinking space is. And I hear that. And to me, I'm like, okay, well, that is silence. They're giving themselves space. They're away from the world. They can't be on their phones. Um, all they have is whatever's around them, whether it's a treadmill or a street but they're giving themselves space. And so we need to give ourselves that time to run, I think, and just be away from the noise and everything else and let those sort of big ideas come to us. Whether the big idea is to not have any big ideas for a little while, or it's to go and actually do something really big and cool, like both are okay and both are necessary. Yes, I love that. I need to work more on the not having big ideas thing because I struggle with that. Okay, so (laughs) I just, it's, I love innovating. It's so fun. Um, Yeah, I completely agree. (laughs) And actually, everyone who's listening, there is going to be a podcast guest coming on in the coming months that will help us talk a little bit about shiny object syndrome, but that's something to look forward to. Because I need that. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Symbol podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. 
Okay, so a really important part of making space in your business for you to either have no ideas or have new ideas is to step off of the rat race that is content creation. Mm-hmm. I know that you are a pro at this. I follow your system. I love it. It's amazing. Tell us all about your content repurposing system that you use. Yeah. So one of the things that I started doing for myself um, in order to make space for myself and really just make sure that I wasn't wasting time. I mean, I hate to put it like that, but to really make sure that I wasn't wasting my time because time is our most valuable asset. Um, It's the only thing we have a limited amount of. And so we need to protect it more than we protect our money. Most people are protecting their money more than their time. Um, And so in order to try and protect my time a little more than I was protecting my money, I started looking for ways that I could work more efficiently and work more sustainably. So work in ways that allowed me to not do the same thing over and over and over again. So one of the things that I did was I would, anytime I wrote an email that I thought I might share more than once, I saved it. I saved that email. It would start in a Google Doc. Now I save it in Asana because that's what I use now. Um, But I saved that email. And then with that, the other thing that I started doing was repurposing my content because I got really tired of reinventing the wheel. I realized that I was writing these blog posts. For me, it's blog posts. For you, it could be a podcast. Um, It could be a YouTube video if that's your thing. Um, Whatever your big content is. I realized that I was writing blog posts and I was putting my heart and soul into them. And they were dying at the end of the week that I first shared them. So I would send my email and it would be exciting and I would share it on Instagram and Facebook and then it would be crickets and I would never talk about it again. And that is just so sad to me. (laughs) We would pour our heart and souls into this content and then never share it again. The thing about our audience is that people are constantly joining us. We have new viewers every single day. So that piece of content that I created six months ago, it's now two pages back on my blog. It's however many minutes of scrolling back on Instagram because Lord knows I post on there a lot. Um, (laughs) It is just, it is buried and it it is dying a slow death and we need to bring it back to life because the new person that's with you right now never saw that content. And that content has a message that they need. You wouldn't have shared it if it didn't have a message that every business owner needed within your niche. And so what I started doing was taking that content and repurposing it and finding ways that I can reuse the information from within that content to continue sharing it, continue giving it life, to extend how long people are actually able to benefit from that content, including me. My client is benefiting because I've shared something important. I only, just like you, only write content that actually is purposeful and has a meaning and and that I think someone will benefit from seeing. And so the client is, or the, the person in our audience is benefiting from seeing that content again, but you're also benefiting because you no longer have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Every time you need something to say on Facebook or every time you need something to say on Instagram, you can go back to the content you've already created and use the information and share it over and over again in different ways. And we do that by storytelling. And so within my content, I always go back and I look for 
the different points that I'm trying to get across. So um, if we're talking about a blog post about how to organize your office, right? Let's just pick something that I'm doing right now in my life. I'm organizing my <laughs> office. So let's say I have a blog post where I'm talking about how to organize my office. And maybe I talk about five tips within that blog post of things that you can do within your office to make it a, a space that really conduces productivity and creativity. And so I'm going to go back to that blog post and I'm going to look at it and say, okay, what points am I trying to make? So I have point if it's bullets um, and I'm saying that I have five tips. So I've got tip number one, tip number two, tip number three, tip four, and tip five. Each of those tips can now become its own story. So you can literally take your blog post, make a list on a piece of paper of other stories that you can tell. So if one of those tips that I gave is um, give your desk a clear, make clear space on your desk, clear up the stuff that's on your desk, don't have clutter around you. That might be all I share for the tip in that original blog post. But as the content creator, I know that there's a lot more to tell about that particular tip. And so I'm going to break that out from my blog post and I'm going to go write an Instagram um, post about it. And I'm going to really expand on what it means to clear space on your desk. I'm going to expand and share why that's so important. If there are studies, maybe I'll share about the studies that talk about having clear space around you when you're trying to work and be creative. And so what I'm doing is just taking these points. Um, I've shared them all in one, one uh, sort of overview kind of way in my blog post. And now I'm digging deeper into each of those points to create additional pieces of content. And to be honest, sometimes they inspire full blog posts and sometimes they inspire smaller Instagram or Facebook posts. But the point is that you don't need to sit down and stare at a blank page. You can sit down and look at the content you've already created and ask yourself, what points am I trying to get across to the reader? Write those points down in a list and now just expand on them a little bit. Tell a story about how that happened in your life or how that point affected your life. Talk about what it means to actually live that point that you are trying to make and have that come to life in your business and just expand on what your audience needs to know and give them more details than you could have given them in that original blog post. I love that so much. And I love just the idea of expanding on what you've already got. One, from a strategy perspective, just because if you write a blog post and then you break it into chunks and you create a whole new blog post, like you mentioned, sometimes that happens, then you can link to each of the blog posts. Yes. You get people to stay on your site longer and read more about things they're interested in. Strategy-wise, it's genius. I also love that your system really forces you to create purposeful content. Mm -hmm. You are so much less likely to create content that I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but there have been times where I felt like I'm just throwing content out just to get something mm. out to meet a deadline, yes. you know? It forces you to really step away from that because if you're going to be talking about it for months to come and you're going to be leading people to it for years to come, that's not something that you want to lead people to <laughs> is a, a garbage yeah. blog post or a podcast episode, right? You want it to be really, really purposeful. And it, so it forces you to step back and get really intentional with mm -hmm. what you're creating. That's my word of the year is intentional. And that's exactly what this is all about is how can you create something intentional right now 
so that tomorrow you don't have to work as hard. I follow a copywriter named Laura Belgray on Instagram, and she is just the funniest person. If you just want someone who's an incredible copywriter, but also will make you laugh multiple times a day, highly recommend her on Instagram. But she calls herself an unapologetic lazy person. And I don't think that I have ever resonated with a statement more than I have resonated with that one. Because to be honest, I do not want to work 24 seven. I get exhausted when I do that. I don't want to have to work 10 hour days. I don't have a nine to five for a reason. And so I will not put myself in a position to constantly have to reinvent the wheel and start from scratch because that leads to 10 hour days. And so for me, it's the most important thing to create a purposeful, intentional, valuable piece of content now and put the work in to do that so that later on I have the space and freedom to do other things, whether it's working on systems within my business, whether it's taking on another client, whether it's having fun with my family, whatever that space is that I need, because I put the work in now, it just hands that space to me later on. Yeah, it simplifies every part, every aspect of your business. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I love to teach all of my time management clients because you're right. We don't have nine to five for a reason. We want freedom and flexibility in our schedules. I want the freedom to be able to take a week off if my husband has a random yes. week off and go on vacation together. I don't want to be stuck to a teaching schedule any longer. You know, we create these businesses and then we get chained to our desks with all of the overwhelming things on our to-do list. And it's so important, which is why I love your teaching so much. It's just so genius. Could you run us through? I know you have a freebie that I've downloaded that I will link to in the show notes for sure. But could you kind of run us through some of the different ways that you could repurpose a blog post? Yeah, absolutely. So the first way we could think about that question is where can that information go? And I want you to have a very open mind about where that information can go because honestly, it's all dependent on where your audience is. And so I mentioned Instagram and Facebook because that's where my audience is. The younger side of my audience is on Instagram and Facebook and the older side of my audience is pretty much strictly on Facebook. And so those are the places that I show up. They're not on YouTube all that much. And so I personally don't show up on YouTube all that much. You want to figure out where your audience is first and foremost, and then show up there. So if you, the best way to do this for me, at least was to do a survey. I literally just asked them. This does not need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be a treasure hunt. Go and just ask your audience, where do you want to see me? Where can I give you, where do you want to get information? And then go put it there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just survey them, ask them directly and go and start putting your information there. And so if your audience says, you know, we don't use Instagram, but we are all over Facebook. That's where you're going to want to show up to talk a little bit about how to actually repurpose your content. So one of the ways, and this, I actually talked about this in my um, example a little, or I alluded to this in my example a little bit, is to create content that utilizes a list or a bullet of some kind. Um, the reason I use that as an example is because it is literally the easiest one to repurpose because it sort of does the work for you. So the first step that I mentioned when I was giving that example was to you, you know, go back and look at your blog post that utilizes the list. So the example was five ways to organize your office, I think is what I said. 
And the first step that I gave was take those bullet points and make them their own list and now expand on each of those bullet points. That takes so much of the work out of repurposing content because you've already given yourself the topics that you should expand on. So if you are either new to content creation or it's something that feels overwhelming to you, go and create a bullet style blog post or podcast or whatever it is that you'd like to do. And then take each of the points in your bulleted list and that's what you can expand on. Okay. It gives you the topics without you having to search for them. If you have a blog post or a podcast or a YouTube video or whatever it is that is really story-like and it, it follows sort of a story outline where it doesn't have bullets, I like to actually either print those out or put them in a Google Doc where I can highlight and I go back and I look for the points and I highlight those points. So you can think of that as what would I bold for someone who's skimming um, if someone was just going to look at this and skim through, what would I make bold so that they got the point? And then I would go and do that. I would either bold it or highlight it or I print it and highlight it. And now that's where I get my list from. So you can see that having a bulleted list within your piece of content, your original piece of content skips that step. So you don't need to go back and look at it as much. But if you do have content that you've already created or the content that you're working on creating now just doesn't call for a list to be within it. Um, just go back and look for things that you would either bold or highlight in order to help someone who's skimming that content get the point. And that becomes your list of new topics to talk about because most of those make really good headers or they at least make really good content ideas. So it's sort of a two in one there. So first is write content that utilizes a list and then go back to content that doesn't utilize a list and find the things that you would make bold so that you can use those bolded items as new content ideas. So the next thing that you can do is plan ahead and not put yourself in a position to have to go back and figure this all out later. So what we do at Anchor Design Co. is we write all of our blog posts ahead of time. Now, I will tell you right now, we did not always do this. Um, it's relatively new that we write all, we'll say there's four weeks in a month, even though that's not always the case, all four blog posts for that month ahead of time. So we didn't always do that, but you can either do this ahead of time or you can do this one by one. But the important part is that when you write your blog post or your big juicy piece of content, also write your social posts that go with it. Mm -hmm. So write your big piece of content, figure out what is your list? What is your live a list of related content ideas or topics? And then write yourself some short and sweet Instagram or Facebook link posts that you can share anytime. So one of those for us is always the one that we share on quote unquote launch day, like the day that that blog post goes live. And then we also always share one two days later. But that leaves three because we always write five. And so now I have three pieces of content stockpiled, ready for me to share at a later date. So that might be next month. It might be three months from now. Whenever I think that that topic or information is particularly relevant to my audience, that's when I'm going to share it again. I have a pretty good example of 
how this played into my business this week, actually. So right now I'm launching a product called the Anchor Card Digital Business Card, and it's an all-in-one mini website that helps women in direct sales simplify their businesses. It takes all of the, the complicated tools that they're using and puts it all into one place so that they don't have to have all these different subscriptions and tools and things that you're using. It's all in one spot. And so this was supposed to launch two months ago. It didn't, obviously, because I'm launching it this week. But what happened was we had our content sort of planned ahead. It was roughly outlined for about six months. We knew what we were going to do each month. Um, and then when that month came, we basically just had to do it and actually take action on it. And so we had created this list of blog posts for February and we wrote them expecting the software to launch. At the last minute, it couldn't launch. It wasn't ready. So at that time, these blog posts were still going live. We were still sharing them. It was important information for my audience to learn. And so it was still relevant for them to go out. But the product that they were meant to support wasn't launching when it was supposed to. So it wasn't, didn't exist at that time. So now fast forward and it's April right now and I'm launching this product. And what happened was when we created those original blog posts, we had ahead of time written five social posts for each of them. And so now two months later, when I'm actually launching this product, those posts are pre-written. I don't have to worry about that right now because I did the work ahead of time. So normally this would be something that stresses me out. A product was supposed to launch. It couldn't launch. I had already created the content. It was going live. Like what a mess that feels like. But it didn't have to feel like a mess because I had planned ahead and I had created five pieces of content to go along with my blog post that was supposed to support this product. And they were just sitting there waiting for me. They were my little army of content pieces waiting for me to call them into action. And now I'm doing that this week. And those, those Instagram and Facebook posts are going live this week. And it really was no additional work on my end because I do that anyway. Because every time I write a blog post, I write five social posts that go with it. And those social posts are short and sweet and they drive the point home. And that's what I needed right now. And so they were just sitting there waiting for me. And I didn't have to worry about writing those at this point because I had already done it. And so that's really an example of what repurposing your content and not only repurposing your content, but doing it ahead of time, doing it at the time of writing your original piece of content, that original blog post or podcast, um, doing it all at once is going to give you the space later so that you don't have to worry about squeezing it in. You don't have to worry about figuring out what to say. Do it when your brain is already in that zone and on a roll so that if you're ever launching a product and it gets moved and you realize that it could be this big mess, it doesn't have to be so that you're saving yourself the stress that comes with having to figure things out at the last minute because you've already done it. You've just prepared for this moment, even though right now we might not know what that moment's going to be or when it is going to show up. Oh, I love that because how often in the launch period do things ever actually go as planned? So it's so nice <laughs> to just have that stuff <laughs> ready. And I also, I am a huge proponent of batch scheduling and using a batch system to create everything. It's one of the signature parts of my whole time management system. I'm all for it. So I love that this just fits so easily into that. What 
and this is really just a me nerdy question, but what system do you have for keeping track of all of the social posts that you've created? Do you just keep them in Word docs or in Asana or how do you do that? So it, it depends on what stage they're at, but we use three things. So we start everything in a Google doc. So the blog post and all five social posts are written in a Google doc. And that's just where they live. We have a folder and all of those get saved in there. So that's where they start from. And then we have our Asana. I guess technically this is where they start is our Asana board. Our Asana board is where we plan ahead of time and just decide what's the topic going to be. So that's where the original notes go. My assistant and I will sit down and say, okay, what are our blog posts going to be this month? What are the topics? And then I brain dump into the Asana task and I just in the description write probably very incoherently all of my thoughts on whatever the subject is so that later when we're writing the blog post in the Google Doc, the information is there. So it goes, Asana is the brain dump. Google Doc is where it actually comes to life and we write the post and then all of the um, social posts that go with it. And then the last place that I keep things is actually Planoly. It sort of depends on where you're trying to post what you'll use for this third tool. I use Planoly because everything goes to Instagram and then automatically to Facebook. So it sort of kills two birds with one stone. So I take my blog posts, obviously go to the website, but then I take my social posts and I save them all in Planoly. And I don't worry about adding a picture right away. Planoly has this feature where you can just upload a blank square, like a, just a color, and then you write a title within it. So when you look at Planoly, it's actually just For me, when I'm looking at all of these things that I've pre-uploaded, it's just all these colorful squares with topics written on them. So I can easily go back and identify what is it I'm looking for? Am I looking for something talking about the anchor card? Am I looking for something talking about um, cleaning my office, for example? Uh, And I can just go and see what that is and, you know, grab it, find a picture when I need it and post it right away. But it goes, Asana is where the, the planning goes. Google Doc is where the actual content writing goes. And then I save it and just have it ready to hit post in Planoly. I did not realize that you could do that in Planoly. That's awesome. It's do you? Is awesome. it? Okay. <laughs> do you have the paid version or the free version? I have the paid version now, but I think that's a feature of the free version. I'll have I started, to go check it out. So the reason I started doing the paid version is because of this um, method of planning ahead because I'm, I'm not a Planoly expert, but I'm pretty sure in the free version, you can only schedule up to 30 posts at once. And so you can imagine if you're writing four blog posts and then five Instagram posts for each of those, I'll do some quick math. So five Instagram times four blog posts, that's 20, 20 content pieces right off the bat. Um, and so the great thing about that is every single month, social posts ready to share that were probably really not a ton of extra work because you were already writing about that topic anyway. But that adds up pretty quick and you can see it's getting close to the 30. So yeah, no, that makes sense. That's why I paid for it. I used the free version. I had switched over to using the Facebook creator studio for Instagram because it'll let you do the carousel and actually schedule out a carousel, which the free version of Planoly does not allow, but no, I don't think the paid version does either. Does if it, it does, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. <laughs> oh. Well, if you want to do posts like that and you want to schedule them separately, Facebook Creator does allow you to pre-schedule carousel yes. posts. Okay. Fun fact for everyone. 
Wicked as of there. <laughs> April 2020 because That's awesome. things change. <laughs> this is how fast things change. And this is why we prepare our content ahead of time because when things change, we will be ready for it or at least we'll be more ready than we would have if we hadn't done anything. <laughs> right. Another reason I love preparing everything ahead of time and having so many posts backlogged the way that you do is that life happens and sometimes you get sick. Sometimes you get burnt out. Sometimes you just need a break or you want to go on vacation or whatever it is. And it's so easy to just pop a bunch of the things that you already have in along with a couple other fun posts or whatever it may be, whatever your kind of content calendar looks like. But it's so easy to set up and to keep things running even if you're taking a step back, which is so wonderful. Yeah, it allows you to continue having an online presence even when you're really choosing not to have an online presence or can't have an online presence. You can step back and be away from your computer, be away from the social media, doing whatever is important in your life at that time without having to really skip a beat with your audience or your clients. You can still serve them without having to physically be there to serve them. I love that. That was so much more eloquent than what I was trying to say. (laughs) I had time to think of it ahead of time while you were talking. So (laughs) it wasn't fair to you. (laughs) No, I'm always like that where I'm just like, I have this idea and I need to get it out right now. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Okay. This has been so good and I would love to keep going, but we are very over on time, but this was just so good. I like to end every episode with a challenge for the listeners for the week. So what is one really simple action step that they can mm-hmm. take this week to start repurposing their content? Okay. I want you to go back and find one piece of content that you've written before. If you've never written a blog post, go and find your juiciest Instagram post that you've ever written and find three things that you could expand on in that piece of content. So just like we're talking about, if you wrote in, I'm going to assume this is for someone who has not written a blog post. So I'm going to make this, if you've written a blog post, go to your blog post. But if you've only written an Instagram post, know that that is okay. And also not an excuse to take this challenge. So I'm calling you out (laughs) right now. (laughs) Go find your juiciest Instagram post. So if you wrote a post last year about how you cleaned out your office and you notice three things that went really well while you were cleaning out your office, go write those three things down. And now you have your three topics for three more Instagram posts. You just took your one piece of content and expanded it. And it's really that simple. It's just go back and find your piece of content and figure out what your three things, three questions your audience might have that you could answer, three topics that there could be more details about. Just go find three things in a juicy piece of content so that you can have three new topics right away. I love it. And guys, when you take this challenge, be sure to share about it on Instagram and tag both Kelly and I. Both of our Instagram handles are in the show notes. I would love that. (laughs) Okay, so what is one book that you would recommend to everyone? And it doesn't have to be a business book, but it totally can be. What's one book that everyone should go read? A Simplified Life by Emily Lay, hands down. Um, That answer will never, ever, ever change for me because that book truly changed my life. It's all about um, finding the things in your life that are the best, your favorite things, and the ones that are necessary, and then clearing out all the rest, all the clutter that goes, um, that doesn't fit into those three categories of best, favorite, and necessary. And if you can just take that and apply it to your business, 
it will literally change everything. When I read that book, I stopped offering certain services because they weren't my best work. They weren't things I enjoyed doing and they really weren't necessary for my client or they weren't the most necessary for the client I was trying to serve. Um, so that book is just, it's pure gold. Mm-hmm. I love me some Emily Lay. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love, that's the whole basis for my business is simplicity. Yes. So mm-hmm. I am so on board with this and I love her books as well. Kelly, thank you so much for this amazing episode and just for all of the really great information and education that you shared, but also for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. This was honestly an honor. I'm so excited to hear all the rest of your episodes with your podcast launch. That's going to be so much fun as I actually am cleaning my office and getting all of this mess sorted out for people listening. I just moved. So it's a nightmare over here. And I am just excited to binge on your episode. So thank you for having me on and letting me share my story and for giving us all of those other stories that we can all listen to and learn from. Thanks, Kelly. And everyone, all the places that you can find Kelly are in the show notes. So head over to amandawarfield.com forward slash zero zero two to follow her everywhere because you don't want to miss any (laughs) of this great stuff. And see if you can pick out which posts have been repurposed. Yes. Okay. That's the challenge number two. Let me know if you can figure it out. (laughs) I love it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.